Welcome to the first ever podcast. Uh, I'm here with my good friend, Victor Odo. Hey, what's going on, people? And what we're going to do is we're just going to have a conversation today. We're going to share some ideas with you. Um, we're getting or, you know, this is I'm getting used to doing more of the podcast rather than just like the videos. So this could be a learning thing for me. I'm going to find out what works, what doesn't work, exactly how to go about it. So, yeah, I'm excited to be having a new type, a new way that you guys can digest the information and also just share ideas with you guys as well. So first off, I just want to introduce Victor Odo. Victor Odo is uh, one of my best friends. He is a YouTuber who has a audience uh, under YouTube. It's just Victor Odo is his name. And uh, he's been making videos for how long? Like two, three years now? Yeah, a few years. Officially on this channel. I had a prior channel before that right. wasn't very effective. But. And you mainly deal with helping people navigate through their spiritual awakening process. That's exactly what I do now that you mention <laughs> it. Yes. Yeah. Like I say, expand your awareness. His tagline is yes. he helps people navigate through their spiritual awakening process. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so what does that mean? Well, it's funny. I don't know. You know, it's funny because I coach people now to like help them grow their YouTube channel. And they're like, I got to find like a... How do I know what to say? <laughs> and for me, I don't know about you. It just kind of came. I just started saying it. I didn't predetermine to do that. Oh, mine was the same way. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's perfect now. Um, what does it mean to ex help people navigate their awakening? Well, as you know, I had like a an unexpected awakening experience that caused me to freak out. And I, I went to the doctor. I got diagnosed <laughs> by a psychiatrist, put on medication. Wow. Um, the whole. I didn't know that part. Yeah. The whole nine yards. Yeah. I confessed. Um, and anyway, there was a lot of unusual challenges that I can now look back and see as part of something very positive. And mm -hmm. we're living in a time as we know where a lot of people are going through an awakening. Most yeah, don't have the, the guidance, the support, even the, uh, the acknowledgement of its existence. So mm -hmm. I wanted to create something that I, so basically all my videos are for my version, my younger self, like what would have been helpful to me back in those okay. times. So. Just by sharing my guidance and experience, that's how I help people navigate their awakening. <laughs> the spiritual awakening process, yeah. yeah. Uh, when did you go through your awakening? How long ago? I had what a lot of people call a kundalini awakening back um, in like 2008 or nine, a long wow. time ago. I was like 21 or 22. Wow, yeah. Um, I was like meditating and trying to open my third eye like a lot of people do, and I had a crazy ass experience that so did you you intended to open your third eye in your meditation yes okay yeah in fact i was listening to a, a song with, with the, the song titles third eye <laughs> i was meditating on my third eye like really pressing hard yeah and uh i that's when i had the kundalini eruption you could say where i felt like a, a a softball size knot of energy making its way up my spine and then it kind of pooled in my head and then mm -hmm. just exploded this white light and then I started to kind of go into ego death and I freaked out and had Patty yeah. rush me to the hospital. <laughs> she went straight up. I didn't know any of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. She so, she called my friend like Victor's freaking out. I don't know what's going on. And they they called was, me down. Was Patty going through like a spiritual awakening at the time as well? Not at that time. We had another shared experience a few years after that. I, you told me about that. Yeah, but okay, this was like so my first one. She did not know what you were going through. No. And she was like, Whoa. She's like he says he's dying. I don't know. My friends came and were like, You don't want to go in the hospital, bro. And I was like, Okay. And I, I kind of calmed down. Did they just think that you like had some trip or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, and then what happened is that same energy kept returning and I would have the same like really forceful. Would it return only when you were like meditating? No, 
It could okay. be at any random time. There's one time we, I remember I plucked a guitar. I was trying to learn the guitar, and I plucked a guitar string, and then I I, I started to come to know it was coming. So I'd lay on the floor <laughs> <laughs> and just hope, hey, God, for dear life, straight up. It would be like, you know, <laughs> like we always do. But just a lot of energy, man. It's like, what yeah. the hell is that? I wondered, you know. Right. And then after it's like some frantic research online, I was like, oh, my God. It's like, it's like it must be this Kundalini awakening. So I bought mm-hmm. a bunch of books and that kind of gave me a little bit of a clarity, clarity. And, and like, right. I was like, okay, you know, it's actually kind of a cool thing. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I went through a w- awakening back in 2012. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, it was something where I, I learned how to meditate because I, at the time, I think I told you the story. I probably told it on my YouTube channel as well. Many times, um, used to have ADHD. So mm. it was hard for me to focus. I took Adderall for it. I went to a doctor prescribed like, Hey, take this Adderall. You have ADHD. So I would take that, and I worked at uh, Nordstrom's at the time. I worked at Nordstrom's and Woman's Shoes, and it would help me. Like, it would help me focus while I was there. I'd make yeah. more money because I was more focused. And what I realized, though, is there was really harsh side effects of, uh, of taking Adderall. And the harsh side effects were you couldn't eat very much, mm. and you couldn't sleep very much. So I was like, man, those are some pretty harsh side effects because I'd go home at the end of the day, and I'd be wired. I'd be like, whoa, like just so much, you know, kind of like right. so much energy. And it's like you don't feel hungry. So I was like, I lost some weight and stuff uh, when I would take. And if it was a busy sale time, you know, I would take a little bit more than other times and stuff. But there were hard side effects. So I went online and started doing re- research and I found meditation. And it was like, oh, meditation, there's like black and white benefits. Like it's just so, you know, there. it was hard for me to negate it. You know, I was kind of like, oh, this kind of the spiritual stuff. I'm like, I don't know about it, you know. Um and then I was like, I'm going to give it a go, though, because what do I have to lose? There's no negative side effects of meditation. Mm, right. Um, so I went and I decided to try it. So I sat down. I tried it. And um, the first day or two wasn't nothing nothing really, really special or anything. But then what happened is on I learned how to – I actually felt more resistance probably the first day because that when I went to do it, I was trying to control my thoughts. And yeah, you know when you try to control thoughts. Most people do thoughts, that, yeah. It was like I started to feel resistance. I was like, whoa, whoa. I suck. So, yeah. And it was, it was shortly after I learned a lot more about the law of attraction. So I was like, oh, I don't want to manifest something negative and having these negative thoughts. Right. But what I did is I um, I just decided, I was like, okay, the game changer was I read something online about staring at a candle flame. And when you stare at a candle flame, it's like, and, and it keeps the eyes in one spot so the eyes aren't wandering as much. Like mm-hmm. when your eyes wander around as much, your mind wanders as well. Yes. Like, okay, so I did that. So that helped a little bit. And then the game changer was learning how to observe my thoughts rather than react to them. So I just started to observe them, let them be there. And then uh, within a day or two, I started to feel differently almost immediately. I started to feel just more space. I, I just started to feel different. I don't know how to describe it. And then two or three days later, I just had this experience where I just kind of like, I don't know if it was a Kundalini experience. It probably wasn't because it wasn't necessarily an energy going up and down my spine, but I felt a lot more energized. So maybe mm. it was part of that. And um, from that point going forward, it just... Everything in my life changed because I started to see things in a totally different way. I started in meditation to feel like this connection to a deeper part of my soul. Mm. I started to realize that life, there is so much more to life than we priorly thought there was. Like, there's just so much more out there. And by out there, I also mean in here. Like, there's so much more energy, there's so much more awareness from within. And from that point going forward in 2012, I started to really study metaphysics because I became aware of the thoughts I was having and the thoughts I was having, the beliefs that I had, I knew were creating my reality. I read that somewhere, just really vibed with me. Mm. And I realized I had beliefs about ADHD, beliefs about the way life works. And I started to change those beliefs from the inside out. And from that point, everything in my life changed. So 
I guess it's kind of similar, but a little bit different. There, yeah, you know, I, I, because I deal with the awakening a lot, you know, I hear mm-hmm. all sorts of different uh, stories, and everyone seems different, but I think it's like we all have some version, uh, a period where we just become, like you said, more, uh, more where we're just drawn to spiritual things. Mm-hmm. Our, our our perception starts to change, and we become more, yeah, just right, you know, more grounded in our like who we really are. And so, yeah, it's a very similar, I would say, even contrary to the surface level, which people say, oh, his was this and yours was that. I see it as the same sort of initiatory kind of thing. Mm-hmm. What 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 do you seek? What do you see as the biggest blocks for people going through spiritual awakening? I think it's uh, there's a lot of them. Honestly, you probably know that. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is just uh, overcomp. It's like with new and inform- more information is a great thing. Now there's so much out there. Like, mm-hmm. like back in the day, for me, there was not hundreds of YouTube channels, but there's almost so many opinions and perspectives that people they have all these expectations. So just like listening right now, they're like, okay. Oh, I didn't have a Kundalini awakening. Does that mean I'm not far along like Vic? There's all mm-hmm. these different ideas and, and conclusions people draw. And I think people go way into their mind instead of just letting it be kind of natural. Like you, yours unfolded naturally. You were drawn to meditation and mm-hmm. started changing. And it can be simple. I think people are complicating it now and yeah. causing just, you know, a rougher time than necessary. I think a lot of times when people even watch like our videos or the information on this, even if you're listening to this right now, I think that at a certain level, people ha- have to already be open to it, which means they're probably going through something similar at some level. Yes, I Because totally otherwise agree. they wouldn't resonate or they would see a title like that or even right. our channels and they'd be like, oh, that doesn't resonate if they weren't going through it. So I think it's a pretty sa- safe bet that a lot of people that are even watching our channels that even you know, consume the content are already there or at least in the process of it. Yes. Energetically, vibrationally. Why do you think it is? Doesn't it seem like there's so many people starting to wake up, starting to realize this spiritual connection? Yes, there is. And I've noticed that. Like literally, we were just talking about this a minute ago because there are these business channels, right? Like these, these marketer business channels that me and him watch or, you know, we watch in our own time, but we're like, oh, I know who that person is. And some of these people are just like really mega successful people that not that, you know, if you're not successful or something like that, like, or successful people don't aren't into this spiritual type stuff. Cause I'm not, I'm not making that correlation, but like these people that you wouldn't necessarily know are into the stuff that we're talking about in the sense that like there is this, um, one guy that's a big, a big, like a big business channel. He teaches people how to make money online and he made a video on why you can't die or something like that. Like yeah. why death is an illusion. And it's a strictly business channel, so it's such a such an out of the loop idea to be talking about how we're immortal spiritual beings and how time doesn't really exist and how if energy exists we always exist. So it's kind of out there for right. for his audience. Yeah. But that information is coming out. The other guy, what's his name, James Wedmore? He's yes. like a business guy. Um, he's got his podcast. He has like how to make seven figures in a year, and then the next podcast is like how to connect to the Akashic records. Yeah. You know what I mean. And those two ideas, you're like, whoa, like, why are those in the same category? But it seems to me like no matter, you know, no matter income range, no matter what, but I just noticed there's so many more people waking up and even people like you wouldn't know, you know, or think are like, oh, you know, because we have these preconceived conditioned notions that like, oh, if you're so so successful, then you you must not be spiritual at all. When really there's not a correlation. It's more about the abundance and other stuff as well. Have you had a lot of people um, that you used to know? Not really. I haven't really noticed anything actually. No, no. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they come it, out and come to you and be like, "Oh, I, you know, I saw your videos years ago. This happened to me a couple of times. I saw your videos years ago. 
um, thought whatever of them, but now I'm going through something and I find your videos valuable or something like that. Yeah. You really start, I'm starting to see my process mm -hmm. in many people, people you wouldn't expect. Yeah. Old people I went to high school with are reaching out saying, Hey man, I'm surprised to see you with, with this channel, but I'm going through it, man. Yeah. Um, I'm also like you, I'm seeing it, it higher consciousness expressed in many and all over the world. And one thing I'm a big fan of is, you know, is mixed martial arts and there's certain mm -hmm. fighters that you can just see there's a great awareness within them. Yeah. And, and it's uh, their, their, uh, their, their style, just the way they talk. It's like higher conscious MMA fighters. Now it's, it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, no matter, no matter the field that you yeah. don't be like, Oh, those two things don't go together. No, no. It transcends all of that. Does go very well with uh, meditation and presence. Yeah. Like certain yeah. types of martial arts and stuff like yeah. that. And yeah. And it doesn't even have to be expressed in like, wow, they're, they're going through it because they're into this topic or, mm -hmm. or, or hobby. It's more just like how they are just like, uh, right. They're, they're, they're just more aware of a lot of stuff. And both of us talk about the law mm -hmm. of attraction, how their thoughts influence reality and they're cognizant of that and use that to their advantage. A lot of athletes do it now. Um, so it's very hopeful to me. Um, yeah. It's exciting. And it's just, I notice personally waves of it because I'm in someone who's like puts themselves out there as an awakening guy. So a lot of people who are brand new, like, oh my goodness, I'm a lawyer. And this just three days ago, I saw your videos and I had this experience. I'll get waves of people like just starting out, like reaching out to me. Um, mm. which, so there's like waves and waves of awakening just from my own perception. So cool. it's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 I've noticed that too. I've noticed. Yeah, waves. I'm sure. Um, I had somebody from the gym that I talked to like two years ago or like a year and a half ago. And I was talking to him about some stuff, giving him some, like he wanted some advice for some stuff like two years ago. And I haven't seen him in like a year, a year and a half. And mm -hmm. he like reached out to me recently on Facebook messaging or something. I haven't seen him in a long time, but he's like, I just wanted to let you know that I'm going through a spiritual awakening right now. And I'm coming <laughs> to learn all this information. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's really cool. And it was just a really cool experience because I'm like, wow, you know, like not that I'd be judgmental, like you, you know, he was never going to wake up or anything. Not like that at all. It was just the people you wouldn't necessarily think yes. necessarily are that close to having that kind of awareness or not even that kind of awareness, but, you know, just you, you wouldn't expect like it. Even my that, family, yeah. even people in my family that yes. used to look at what I do and they at a certain level probably like, oh, it's kind of like, what is he talking about? Like, can't you just do this or do that? Even now we're like, wow, like, you know, not only because the following has grown and everything, but just in general, it's like, wow, he's really doing what he's passionate about. Not yeah. only that, what he's saying at some level, I actually kind of resonate with, you know? Right. So yes, it's kind of a cool, cool type. Of it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mix. Yeah, people in mm -hmm. my my wife's family, pe you know, people in my life that if I was to have, you know, judged them and said, I, I would think no freaking way that they would be open to such things. But it's just slowly seeping in mm -hmm. to the, the mass consciousness in a way. Yeah, yeah. So when you were um, in spiritual awakening or personal development in general, what I thought something we would talk about because I get asked all the time about it. Yeah, is favorite books like what are some of your top favorite books for either spiritual awakening personal development awareness whatever yeah and i yeah. thought we could share maybe a couple of our top like two three five or whatever sure one thing i'll preface with is that i have found that throughout my whole journey there have been certain like mentor figures and books that um were appropriate for the time being rather so where i'm at now i, I read different books than i used to but i would say generally speaking mm -hmm. most influential books number one would be the power of now by yeah Eckhart Tolle. that's one of mine too that was like after my second like intense experience as I, we didn't get into after that i just happened to start reading that book and it was just okay so side blowing. note right now 
that second experience, I totally forgot to go back to that. Oh, we don't have. Is, to is it the is it the one is it the one with Patty? Yeah, the concert. Yeah, let's talk about that. So just okay. to get just to preface <laughs> a little bit, he had his first big spiritual experience when with your Kundalini. Yes, and that was where the energy was moving up your spine. You thought you were going crazy or something. Yeah, like, what is this? And then after that, and then Patty hadn't yet really gone through. No, the kind of thing you were going through, but then. How long later was it? A few years after I was at a rock, okay. I was at a, at a perfect circle concert, it was a rock and roll concert, and it, it was just like I felt that whole day. I felt very sensitive, like super empathic to like energies and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, you know, take that what you will. But during the show, I was just looking out at the stage, and I had the thought come into my head: "I am that." And when the word "that" came into my mind, like it was like my awareness just, boosh, just like freaking exploded. Like to just my 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 point of awareness <laughs> like just expanded, uh huh, and like I felt like you one with everything, and I had this massive surge of love energy course through wow. me and out my heart. And Patty, my wife, had the same exact thing, and we thought like, did everyone just have that happen? Because we, we were talking like we we're like, did this just happen to the whole planet? This crazy, this crazy wow. thing. And after that, I started reading the uh, the power of now. Yeah. Oh wow! So what, that happened in what year? Two thousand ten. That was like two thousand eleven when that happened. Okay. So then after that, she also felt something. Patty did. Yeah. At that point, she was also like on the awakening path and started oh, wow. to, to like re- resonate with some of the things I was. Into I will at say it's time. cool to see you and Patty and the way you guys interact mm. because they each kind of play on each other's. Um, they each have certain strong points, and they each have, they each like carry each other up with their other points, you know. So yeah, it's true. So complement each other nicely. We're very like different, for sure, but uh, complementary. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I can see that because I go. We go to the gym every day, almost right, like, pretty much four, four or five times a week. We go to the gym together, and we go to the same gym. We both live in Las Vegas, you know, and um, yeah, it's cool to see because they really have like that kind of connection to where. It's like she's the more, even though you're on YouTube and everything, right. she, yeah. and you're you're in the limelight a lot. She's like the very outgoing extrovert, mm-hmm. and she's kind of like always talking and stuff. And, yes, and then you're more of like the settle kind of like the calm guy. Right, but at the same time, you do this the YouTube stuff, so you have personality there as well. Mm-hmm. So it's just cool to see how you guys play off of each other. Yeah, uh, personality wise, and then with everything that you guys do, and then you guys are. It's cool as well because you guys are both into what you guys. Like even though she doesn't necessarily make videos like you do, mm-hmm. um, she's aware of it and she still kind of has that spiritual type vibe. She does. With it. So she's not like judging you. Like I know I've had ex girlfriends before, not in a judgmental way or anything, but I, I I know that I sometimes felt afraid to talk about this stuff because I'm like, oh, they're gonna think it's weird or something yeah. like that. Whereas you are just very open. It's like I mean, you guys have been together a long time. How long have you guys been together? Long time. We've been married. 10 years coming wow. up here in November and we were dating a couple of years, two, three years before that. It's like 13 years total. Wow. Yeah. We felt like only five days, uh, well, except that week in Costa Rica, but for a long time, we never even spent a whole day apart. Yeah, I remember you saying that yeah. we went to Costa Rica to a place called Rhythmia. Mm-hmm. And when we went there, um, I remember he was saying, you know, we, when we finally decided to go, he's like, you know, I haven't been away from the kids or Patty for like, more than like, a couple of days, yeah. Yeah, more than a couple of days for like years and years. I was like, really? I was like, wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's a long time, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, so okay, so yeah, so I just wanted to get that experience okay, out sure, because sure. I thought it was cool, and I was like, I, I mentally was like, oh, I'm gonna go back to that experience, but I totally forgot about it. So <laughs> let's go back to the book. So the power of now. You read the power of now. Yes, and I'll, real quick, I'll tell you why I like it. I like okay. it because it's not like I learned a lot of concepts. It's just as he says in the book. 
it the book does a great job of of altering your consciousness to help mm-hmm. you start to perceive the world the way he does. He's an enlightened person, someone who embodies the truly awakened state, mm-hmm. and it's very evident in his words. And it's it's the book it has a profound effect on my consciousness. So I'll yeah. even go back to it and like read a paragraph just, and yeah. it's, it's almost like I call it meditative reading. In fact, it like oh, for sure. puts you in that state. So that's one of them for sure. How about you? Okay. So power versus force or power versus force. We'll get there. But power of now, that is a book that also changed. When you read the book, the book, first off, I think was channeled. Like he, yeah. he chan- like he was in such a receptive mode and he was so present to the moment that it was like the he even says himself he did yes. not write the book the right. book came through him. wanted to come through yeah and when you read the book you literally start to shift yourself to that level of awareness mm-hmm. and even if it's not a permanent change like i didn't read that and i'm enlightened now no, and it's right. like you know uh you don't need to make youtube videos or anything you know I, just, I don't really need anything i'm just enlightened i'm gonna go sit on a park bench at the same time when you re- when i read that book it it got me to that present moment feeling and I realized and was so much more aware of my thoughts and how not to identify with them, how to observe them from that neutral place that I talk about. Yes. So for sure, that was a book that changed my consciousness. For a long time, I would go to bed at night and I would read that book as I was going to bed. Yeah, smart. And it would I, I felt like as I was reading it, I was I was getting into that energy state. So I felt like it helped me, you know. Um, so that that was a book for sure. Um, let me see, what other book? Power versus force. So I know you recently got that book. I, think. I haven't started. I, your- I actually peeked at it, but no, yeah, I have the book though. So the P- power versus force for you guys that don't know, it's a book by Dr. David Hawkins. Um, he has a whole process on, it has to do with understanding how to raise your vibration and the different levels of consciousness. So in, in the videos that I do, you guys may have seen me make videos on using this chart, and there's a chart that shows the lower emotions on the bottom of the scale. Which chart? I don't know what you're talking about. You know what chart. <laughs> you know exactly what chart. Uh, uh, this consciousness chart, I, I forget the name of it exactly. But anyways, if you type in power versus force calibration chart, you'll find it on Google. And at the bottom of it, you'll see shame, fear, guilt, and then eventually you move up to higher vibrational emotions like even anger is a higher vibrational emotion because with anger you take your power back whereas mm-hmm. shame yeah. you don't you know in guilt you just don't feel like you're even worthy and then eventually you move up to like a neutrality and willingness and in neutrality is when you learn how to observe your thoughts when you learn how to observe your thoughts and the emotions you're having you start to let go of all the lower emotions and you start to raise your vibration so up there then you get up to love like unconditional love and enlightenment which calibrates at about a five to seven hundred and it's a scale of zero to a thousand so that for me helped me understand vibration in a whole new level and it really started the momentum of me talking about it on my channel and having this intention to help people raise their vibrational state of consciousness. So that for me is one of like the most powerful books. Yeah. Um, the Dr. David Hawkins, Power Versus Force. It's quoted a lot too in a lot of different books as well. So I was like, I just eventually found it. I was like, oh, I got to read this. Yeah. Um, it seems like it had a similar effect on you as the power of now as on me. I can yeah. tell that the way you're talking about it is like it helped awareness of vibration and consciousness click yep. for you and helped you sort of like become that in a sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I could feel that like the, the mm-hmm. shift that it made within you. I kind of feel the same way. Yeah. What other book is there? Is there another main book that kind of pops? Yeah. Out another right book that really has helped me is it's called it's not really a spiritual book. It's called Mastery by Robert Greene. Yeah, that's a good book. You read? Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. I, it, it really helped me embrace the journey to finding like success as a human being and finding mm-hmm. my path and purpose, which can be challenging. And he accounts all these different, really influential people. Um, and like, like Charles Darwin, uh, who some of the other ones was like, uh, 
da Temple Vinci, Grandin, Da, da Vinci, Vinci um, people who we yeah yeah like uh, that there was the what's her name. She's the autistic scientist. Temple from, was it Temple Grandin? Yes, the, yeah. She's so, yeah. A, she's an autistic scientist from um, Arizona, I believe. With the horses. Yeah, yeah. And she's like a real genius mind, and yeah, right. she's really, really inspirational. Um, there are a whole bunch of people. Whole bunch yeah, of people. but the the whole the thing is like we hear these names like wow yeah they did this they did this they did how this. they became Mozart it, it talks how they about became how, masters yeah it talks about their journey and how it was there a lot of periods of doubt and adversity, and it was about they just stuck to their passion yeah. essentially through time and pressure and then emerged and, and, and expressed these beautiful things that have enriched the world. Mm-hmm. And it kind of helped me like, like uh, again, embrace and have the courage just to never give up. Yeah. I, I've, I've gone back through it a few times just as like motivation, honestly, mm-hmm. to like keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you see where they ended up, you know, yeah, like yeah. They, they, they're legends in their own way. Yes, and, and I could um, relate to them. I could relate because to he, their he stories. Tells the stories. It's so many stories in the book. Yes, and it's just like whoa. Like I remember, it's funny how power. Like I'm, what I'm trying to get better at with making videos is like telling more stories. You tell, you're really good at telling stories. You tell a lot of stories in your personal experience. Mm-hmm. I read my kids' stories every night, so I practice. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You're like, okay, I'm gonna tomorrow's tomorrow's update. <laughs> I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna do the same thing. Um, but yeah, that's something I'm trying to get better at. But but stories really do have a powerful effect on the mind because you remember it. Like I remember stories of hearing Mozart talk about how he was growing up and how strict his dad was yeah. and all of that stuff. Like I remember these stories. And they're relatable. You can like yep. identify with parts of that and then therefore mm-hmm. like, yeah, like merge with their successful story as well in a way. And identify with it at a certain level. And they're like, yeah. oh, if they can do it, I can too. So when you're in a similar yes. challenge, you're like, wait, they also did it similar and – then you're able to kind of yeah. Well, they that. felt like crap a lot of the time, and they still did yeah. it. Yeah, and they still made or did whatever they did. Right. That's why I think another powerful thing that people can do is to just simply read more books, because when you read books or you read biographies of people, mm. you solidify in your mind that if they can do it, so can I. Yes. It, it just it kind of makes it, and a lot of times there's people that have done it with less resources than what we have. Right. They've done it with less resources, and they've been uber successful so it's like if they can do it then i can too and it kind of wires in the thought process and i i really believe too that when you let me know what you think of this but like when you read a book you're literally mind melding with that person Mm. in a way you're starting to meld your mind your thought process the neurosynaptic connections in your brain are wiring similar to the person you're reading so find people of books that you like or find people that wrote books you like or, or find people you like read their books and align with their yeah. thought process if you want a similar result that they have. Yeah, it reminds me of like when I was at the gym with you that one time and I, ta- I told you when I when I lift weights, I'll visualize myself as oh, Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I can like embody like the the Iron Oaks energy as they call them. But I think that might be similar mm-hmm. to what you're saying. You it really is. can like take more of an intangible, uh, their intangible essence you can sort of put in your tool belt as you read their words. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of what you mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. I'm trying to think if there's any other books. Um, I there, mean, of course, there's a whole bunch of other books, but we'll save those. There's um, another one that comes to mind that I bet you've read. You've read uh, Man's Search for Meaning? No, actually. No, but oh, I've heard, dude. I've heard. Well, is yeah. that the guy that was in the, uh, Victor Nazi, Franco. the Nazi yeah. camps? Um, and he came out just like he, he he found the positive in everything. Yeah. And I've heard I've, everyone quotes that book. I just yeah. haven't read it. It's a perfect example of what we were talking about, how like this guy found peace and happiness and joy and purpose. Mm-hmm in a nazi death camp wow and it's just highly inspiring so okay cool i'm gonna check that yeah, out. yeah yeah check I've, it out yeah I've literally had you have to man i'm surprised you didn't read it. i was like, I know, oh, yeah. i know he read this one but i'm gonna say it anyway but yeah no it's a good example of that like how powerful and like motivating it can be a mm-hmm. book mm-hmm. 
Okay, so that's okay. That's so three for me. So you can name one or two for you don't. Uh, okay, obviously, reality transurfing. Yes. Okay, reality yep. transurfing is a book that was written by a quantum physicist named Vadim Zeeland in Russia. It's now being translated to a whole bunch of different languages. It's a more so than a manifestation process with using quantum physics. It's more so a philosophy, a mm. way for seeing the world, and it transformed the way that I saw the whole process. And I've been sharing, you know, making YouTube videos on the LOA process for a long time and it, it kind of it totally was a paradigm shift for me yeah so it has to do with understanding social conditioning we think we're having our own thoughts many times we're having the thoughts of these social conditioning so when we learn how to be aware of it we start to transcend it, it has to do with understanding this idea of importance anytime we make something more important than it has to be we immediately separate ourselves from it and then from that it's like we create resistance and we can't actually resonate with it mm -hmm. um so lessen the degree of importance for things and you resonate with it more um, setting intentions, understanding, uh, really just how there's an infinite number of parallel realities that exist and you can start to shift the ones that you want by directing your energy in a powerful way. So as weird as some of this parallel reality stuff sounds, it's stuff that science is beginning to show and has been showing. So to me, reality transurfing is, uh, one of my favorite all time books. I read it every night before I go to bed. There's five, there's five books and, um, they're kind of dry, but that's why I made the reality transurfing Academy, which yeah. that's teach is i teach all of that kind of stuff um and i know you read reality transurfing i didn't of it. i didn't finish it but uh it's 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 powerful it's like like you said mm -hmm. it's almost like when you start to apply some of the ideas and it, it makes a profound difference a lot of them are just from you you've you've like you pointed things out oh you know you probably should do this or try this and it's like damn <laughs> wow that's like it, it resonated. I kind of remember having that conversation with you at the gym about yeah. something. I don't even remember. And there was what one was. In, one time in Sedona when we were up there at I remember top that. of Bell Rock. You're yeah. Like, you like said something about like uh, you know breaking the identification with like the old self and how you can just do that in the moment. And I was like, it's like a profound revelation oh, yeah, for me. Yeah. But no, it's yeah. I we go to like, Bell. Uh, uh, side note for a second. Go ahead, Sedona yeah. is like my favorite place to go in general. And um, I remember when we were in Sedona, we went to the top of Bell Rock. Yes. And we were up there and we had just this really high vibe conversation. It was just like such a good feeling. It was almost trippy. It was such a high vibe. Like and our higher selves were conversing. It exactly. felt like. That's yeah. what it felt like. And, it, and it, it's funny, though, because people, when you go to Sedona, you're here. 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 Sound like Lucas <laughs> or something. I don't know yeah. if you talk like that. But um, I, I just I felt like. When uh, when we went there to the top, I there, there, there's these things in vortex called in the vortex in Sedona called vortexes, mm -hmm. and it's like certain vibes of certain places. And we went to Bell Rock, which is like my favorite place in Sedona to go. We climbed up, and yeah, it was just like this high vibe conversation. And I remember we were talking about uh, the present moment, how time is an illusion, and how every time we remember something, we connect to our past, thinking that our past is always what we remember in our mind. But every time we take the memory out of our memory bank and we look at it, we change it before we put it back in our memory bank. So the past that we think is normally so set is actually much more flexible. So I think what we were talking about is something about something that happened in your past. We're like, oh, just let go of that identification. As yeah. you change in the present moment, your past changes <clears> too. And I remember, I think that's what we were yeah, talking about. It's it's like, just a very it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to have an impact on you. Mm -hmm. It's just, uh, you can choose. It's just more about the ident the degree of identification with it. And yeah. that can be broken with the awareness of what you just said. That's kind of the, my, that was my take cool. that day. But yeah. Yeah, no. we actually, are you excited uh, about Yeah, we're going to Sedona in a few days, like a, a week or so, right? Like a couple days. Yeah. Yeah, I'm stoked, Monday man. Or Tuesday. I'm excited. Yeah. We're yeah. going to a different hotel this time, uh, do some hiking. Couple good restaurants and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll enjoy it. Um, so yeah, so okay, so we talked about some of the books, some books, yeah, that we like. Um, we'll talk more. Or I yeah, will, we could go on all we'll day go, about yeah, books we'll, for uh, sure. Books are easy to talk about. Um, and I'm trying to share books that necessarily, you know, just some ideas from the books that we haven't shared before. So that's why we talked about those too. Yeah, even though we've shared some of them. But um, okay, so other than that, how about teachers, powerful mentors or teachers mm-hmm. that you've had? I know yeah. there's one that we both. Have I when we first met? I remember um, we we e- I emailed you or something like that. This is when we were on YouTube, and I saw I knew his channel and stuff, and I as my channel just started to grow. So I'm like, oh, maybe if I reach out to him, he'll respond to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I reached out to him and said, hey, if you ever want to talk about like business stuff or collab or something, you know, let's you know, I'm open to it. Let me know what you think, and then you responded or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happened? And then we talked on the phone. Yep. And then what we realized is because we have like a similar energy. Yeah. And some of our teachings, the things that we teach are kind of similar. And there's one teacher, Bashar. Yes. That we both are, uh, that we both got a lot of value from. Now, Bashar is a more esoteric type information. It's kind of like Abraham Hicks, kind of like how it's channeled in yes. a way from a guy named Daryl Anka. And um, yeah, Bashar's information, I mean, it's a lot of having to do with us understanding that we are multidimensional that we create our own reality, that our beliefs create our own reality. I'm trying to think of some of the most common Bashar teaching fundamental I would say principles. The one, follow your passion, of course. Yeah, follow your highest excitement until mm-hmm. you can take it no further with no expectation. That's been like my... As far as you can take it. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's how I literally live my life, and it's it's proven itself. So it's like a vibrational feeling do yes. what you're passionate about. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a, that's a very profound, a powerful... Uh, teacher has had a powerful influence on me because it's like kind of like the reality transferring for you. The principles he shared, I just attempted to apply in my life mm-hmm. and it, it worked. Like his whole thing is like you follow your excitement and your excitement is just like that natural joy and passion you have. And it's like your body's physical translation to more of your what, what's self, true for you, your higher to who self. You really are. Yeah, yeah, and as you go in those directions, you become and you claim and become more of yourself. Yeah. Sometimes there's lessons along the way. That's why it says have no expectation. But mm-hmm. that's basically what I've done, straight up. And, Me too. Yeah. And in short, you too. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my. I mean, that's one of the, uh, that. What are the, is there any other teachers you want to mention? Yeah, you know, sort of like with the whole book thing, I find that there's different sort of mentor figures that resonate with me at certain times. In the beginning, for a while, a lot of esoteric ones, mm-hmm. um, you know, and even like then the spiritual teachers like Eckhart Tolle and Adishanti, yep. they're for good, sure. like enlightened masters that sort of just help you get in that frame of mind. Um, Bashar, of course. Now I find myself listening to people who are like really good fathers or successful in business and sort of really like it's like tony robbins like people like that yeah. i find myself that's that's relevant yeah. to where i'm at right like, now exactly you know? yeah so i find it always shifts how about you do you have any like people that come to mind um i mean the, the book there's also a book called the nature of personal reality um by jane roberts uh, there's some of the big correlation between bashar's information and jane roberts yeah so yeah that's a book i mean i know it's not necessarily a teacher necessarily tony robbins is a big uh, inspiration to me. Mm-hmm. I want to eventually be a speaker similar to Tony Robbins, like what he does in stadiums and stuff and how he has such a powerful presence and how he influences people. One day I'd like to, you know, maybe in however long it takes, but I'd like to, that's, a, he's like, a. I want to kind of model his success in a yeah. way and have a similar type path where I go from YouTube and I always do YouTube videos, but eventually do in-person events. So yeah. he's always been a big mentor of mine. Um, let me think. Yeah, Eckhart Tolle for sure mm-hmm. is a big one. Um, 
yeah, I'd say those are. I had like other YouTubers. Like I used to watch a lot of Elliot Hulse and, and oh certain, yeah, like, Elliot YouTube Hulse, people. Yep. Um, so I've gotten a lot of value. That's why one of the reasons I was so passionate about getting on YouTube because I know like even among all the books I read, there were certain just real people on YouTube that you could ex- relate to, that you could relate to mm-hmm. and connect to their path. Um, so I, I've gotten like a lot of people probably watch us get a lot of inspiration out of YouTube. Mm-hmm. Not so much anymore, but for a time that was like my, you know, those are my teachers. Yeah, Abram Hicks. Abraham Hicks, I like. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. Abraham Hicks. Uh, I go through periods like yeah. Abraham Hicks for a while, and then like it'll, you know, the flavor, you know what I mean? Flavor of yeah. the month type thing. You know, it's like, okay, that works for me now. Um, yeah, I'd say those are probably, the, I, I feel like there's one or two more that I really should mention, but I can't think of what it is, but it'll come to me later or something like that. So, yeah, those are some of the most uh, biggest influences in my life. Let me see. Hmm. So, what else should we talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Did you have some questions from some um, of your viewers oh yeah, last yeah, second? Oh, yeah, good point. Um, oh, it's actually on the phone. Oh, so one of them... I think I remember a couple of them. Don't yeah, you? Yeah. yeah. So one of the questions was um, attracting a relationship or a soulmate. Mm. That's something that you have done. You know, that's something... Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 10, 10 15 yeah, years ago. Yeah, so like what's my... How, what, how would yeah, I... Yeah, so what, what tips do you have for somebody that maybe wants to attract a relationship or wants to meet their soulmate or whatever, you know, terminology they want to yeah. use if it's a soulmate or relationship or... I always... Yeah, I always say that it has a lot to do with you becoming a match for that which you want. Like a lot of people, they're, they're feeling broken and just out of a bad relationship and they're sad and they're depressed and then they like want a relationship and really mm-hmm. the the best way to do it is like like you always talk about raise your frequency become the version of yourself that is a match so the what practically how does that look well what what i did is for a long time well not a long time but many years ago before i met my wife patty i was a heroin addict i had like a lot of problems a lot of darkness and i met her maybe a couple years after getting clean but during those two years i was in like a super accelerated period of self-development. I got mm-hmm. myself in great shape. I was, I was like meditating and reading a lot, do, just doing like all things that had to do with me becoming like a stronger, better version of myself. And then I like changed myself so much that I, I believe that highly influenced the, the readiness of my soul. You could say for a soulmate. Um, I also think there's also an element of courage and, and pressing outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I think just being sort of logical is helpful. Like, all right, it's comfortable to watch a YouTube video about manifestation and make a vision board. And that's great. It has its place. But mm-hmm. but also what helps is to go out there and get comfortable asking people out and, and doing yeah. those things that like I agree. they're just normal life things. But maybe like the, you know, sometimes it's just as simple as like, okay, where do you think your soulmate would be? Like, what do you What do you into? Start going to yoga or going to these reading clubs, whatever it whatever is. It yeah. is. And then when you saw like, Patty, did you know? She knew for for her. She said she said like when she saw me, it was like I was Instinct the only connection. one. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> it wasn't like that. Honestly, when I first saw her, I'm like, wow, this chick's like hot. You know, that's what I said in my mind. And I didn't I didn't expect uh, I would have a chance. But as I went out there and was like talking to her, um, I could tell that she was like into me. I just I could tell like wow, she's kind of like digging me. So like the so next who's time this I saw Ryan Reynolds looking guy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were at the gym yesterday and this girl comes over. Um, she's like, Hey, um, I just, what would she say? She's like, I just want you to know that I, I totally thought you were Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, I saw Ryan Reynolds at the gym, <laughs> but then I realized it wasn't you. Right. I get that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know anything about the guy, but I always, hear it's that. a compliment. You should yeah, be happy. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so the second time I just, I just like, 
I was nervous, you know, mm-hmm. and I just asked her out, hey, you want to get some coffee or something? And what'd she say? She said, yeah, let me go get all my friends. I was like, oh, damn it. All right, whatever. She, she had said, a, go get her friends? She had to go get all of her little AA buddies, yeah. Um, she had a boyfriend at the time, so... And then it like, lo and behold, the way it worked so out. So like, you guys show up and there's just like all these people that walk in. You're like, oh. Yeah, she, I, I wanted this to be us. But she's like, okay, I'll say I might get my friends to come. Maybe she felt like because she, she had a boyfriend at the time. That's what it was. Do it. Okay. You know what happened? Otherwise, she'd been like, oh, okay, what happened? Yeah, we all rolled up there. And there's like probably like three tables worth of people, 12, 18 people. And we got, we and her were the last two in. And there's no room. So we had to have our own little table. So it's just <laughs> us. And we like hit it off. Um, and uh, fine timing. And then what I did is I, I made up some excuse to take her home because I knew her buddy was going to take her home. And I was like, you need a ride? And she's like, nope, so-and-so's coming. And I'm like, well, don't you live that way? I'm actually going that way towards your house. So I'll, <laughs> which was a lie. So I made up an excuse to take her out, again, outside of my comfort zone. Right. So I, it's like I attracted the soulmate, but I also seized the day. Um, and I took her okay. home, and we had all these like this connection, this sync. My my song "November Rain" by Guns N' Roses came on, which to me is like something <laughs> significant happening. Vic, wow! So all these synchronicities, yeah. you're like, whoa, this is like meant to be. Yeah. So, so it, what it what advice would you give to someone that's like, okay, I don't? Um, would their advice pretty much be to go put yourself in situations where that person would be, and then to push yourself out of the comfort zone of not taking action or saying something or letting them know that they like you? You know, does, I would say. Generally speaking, if I just give quick advice, it'd say put out that intention. Don't okay. give it too much of an obsessive importance, which many, which many can do. I need someone. You're going to attract a situation that says you don't need someone. You know, yeah. at the same time, work on yourself, become an awesome, you know, what, what are your weaknesses, your shortcomings, work on them, fix them, overcome them. I was an addict. I had a lot of bad habits and I just, mm-hmm. you know, really become an awesome version of yourself, have that intention without the need. And then, and then practically you can go in situations where you have a higher likelihood of running into someone like that. Well that'd said. be, that'd be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Well said. I think that'll help a lot of people. I, I'd say yeah. p- one of the questions I get asked the most on my channel through Instagram DMs or something yeah. is how do I attract a person or something to do with relationships? And that's something sure, I'll yeah. share the, the, the theory on, but I don't go too deep into because I'm currently single. But let me say my intention is to be single. Like it right is. Now. He's like, got girls left and right always. I'm just, I'm, he I'm like, he's not interested. I'm just yeah. not. I'm just I'm at a point right now where I'm just – Eventually it'll happen. I'm not closing myself. I've talked about this with Victor before. Like I'm not closing myself out of a relationship. Like it's not a possibility, but I just, I'm so focused on what I'm doing that if it happens, it happens, but more so I'm just doing what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not like that kind of person that's going to uh, teach it all the time though, because it's not something that I guess I'm as passionate about as more of the fundamental principles of philosophy of like how to create what you want in your life. So they'll apply towards that, but that's not my intention right now. And I know a lot of people like to see somebody that's actually doing it. So someone like you, it's inspiring because it's like he did it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, So let's see what else. Um, There was a question about also how to remain grounded. Let's talk about being grounded. That's a a good one. Grounded Um, around negative people. That was the question. Let's do it in general first. Okay. What do you do to stay grounded? A lot of stuff because I know I have the ability to be very ungrounded. So I – how do I stay grounded? I meditate let's talk, every day. Let's talk about what we stay, do to stay grounded but also some of our daily habits and routines as well. Okay, so which, which kind of go together in which a sense. Which kind of go together, yeah. exactly. For me, I meditate every morning and, and most evenings. About 15, how long do you meditate? Like 15 to 20 minutes in the morning. And what do you do when you're meditating? What are you thinking of? I do a mantra meditation. I have these like me- like, like Buddha sort of beads. I count beads rather than have do a you, timer. Do you do 108? 
Is it like I know? No, I there's I have a, it's a long necklace and there's you, three different increments. So I okay. know from one increment to the next is about ten minutes. So I'll do like one and a half or so. Okay. So I just count. I go. I say in my in my mind. I inhale and go so. Then hum as oh, I so exhale. Hum. So that. hum. Yeah, it's a real popular mantra. And I'll do that for a while to get into a certain state. That puts me into a state. And then usually from there, I'll either sit in that stillness and just really let, let go of the mantra, let go of the beads. Mm-hmm. Or I'll visualize my day. I'll, I'll set intentions. I'll like pray sometimes, like like ask for assistance for like mm-hmm. certain things. So from that, that, that deeper state, I'll do various things. But I access that state every morning regardless. Okay. And what do you do after that? Is after, that, habits after that, yeah, I wake routines? up. I'll drink like a very small, pre-measured out little teeny bit of espresso. Um, I try to limit my caffeine. Fifteen it, calories. Yeah, it makes me eight ungrounded. calories. Yeah. <laughs> so you count you count your macros, right? This I do count my macros. I don't count the, the espresso. It's like nothing, so that doesn't count. Right. Yeah, but that's what that's something I'm getting into used to. I'm getting yeah. used to right now because I have a certain physique like that I want to have, and mm-hmm. I was I lost a lot of. Um, I was really lean when I when you moved to Vegas, like. Was it eight? How long have you been here now? Six like months, six, eight months, something like that. Yeah, and um, since then, I'm not as lean as I used to be. But he's always telling me this. He used to be a trainer, you know, so he's always telling yeah. me count the macros, count the macros. But I'm kind of lazy. I'm like, oh man, I don't want to figure out how many, you know, go into the Fitness Pal app or something. I and know figure it out. It's, funny. it's so effective, but it was always as a trainer hard to get people to do. Most people wouldn't yeah. do it. But, but if the you ones do it, who did? Got it was results. like you have control. You you learn your numbers, and then it's like it becomes like. You can systematically, with predict predictability, decide how you want to look. What gets measured as gets far managed. as like your weight and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you. Okay. So that. So was, I do that. that. Kind of a side yeah, note I do as that, well. but yeah, it's I'm, so easy I'm, for I'm me. It only takes a second for me yeah. because once you do it, uh, and you eat consistent meals, it gets easier. You said. Yeah, I just have all these different menus and meals I've mm-hmm. I've made over the years that I took a little bit of time to make sure they fit my goals. Right. And now I can do it on the fly knowing really with pretty ac- good accuracy where I'm at, calorically hmm. speaking. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so and what else? Anything else you do? So, yeah, I do that. I wake up, I meditate. I have the five-minute journal. Um, I don't know if I, I think that was – I just saw that, that and, and got it. Yeah, you have it. So uh, the five-minute journal, it's like – I, it takes a few. Th- you write down a few things you're grateful for, mm-hmm. a few goals for the day, and then some affirmations. So I think that's important to really yeah. set intentions. And also, I find that being grateful is like probably the the best thing I've ever focused on for manifestation. Become grateful really? for yeah. whatever I have. Then you're in that state of being um, of appreciation, of so, allowing. Yeah, yeah. So those that's like how I do my morning, and then I do what I call my magic time, which is where after that it's when I'm the most creative and energized. So I do my most important, undisturbed work for about three hours. And when is that? That's how long into your day? R- pretty early into the day, yeah. within like so an, not not even a whole hour waking that's up. That's like the same for me too. Yeah, yeah. So my my morning routine is I wake up every day. First thing I do is I I get over, I go meditate like the my meditation station is what i call it it's like right next to my bed i literally get out of bed and i meditate for 15 minutes and when i meditate i'm mainly just observing my thoughts getting the energy inside of my heart center and just focused on that feeling mm. and being present to the moment and then what i do is after about 10 15 minutes sometimes 20 minutes i then go and i take a cold shower so i turn my shower on as cold as it goes i jump in for about uh about a minute and a half, not that long, but right. it'll shock you. You're, yeah. wait, you're, you're woken up afterwards. Right. And then what I do is I go straight over. I have my camera set up. Everything's ready to go. I film a video. I film. And then from there, um, I edit. I get all my work done. And after that, we go to the gym normally. Mm-hmm. Um, 
drink alkaline water. You know, that's something that we were just talking about because I got the machine. Some really stuff. good alkaline water, I might add. <laughs> yeah, and we were testing it and stuff. Um, so yeah, that that's. I'm trying to think of it. There's we have an evening routine too. Both of us share sort of a similar yeah. evening routine. Yeah, want to talk about what your evening routine is? Yeah, I will write down my to do list for the next day. Yeah. For because specifically in the evening because it has time to marinate in my subconsciousness, so I assume, and it just I find that yep. it's way I just it, it, way, it goes way, very nice. way a lot of really successful people do that. In fact, I think it was Thomas Edison or something who said never go to bed without giving your subconscious mind a command. Yep, a lot of people discover the, the power Hill of that. Napoleon Hill Rich says something very yeah. similar. Um, so and then I, I read right in my journal, the five minute journal, something yeah. to do in the evening as well, kind of like evaluate well. how the day time. was. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, then I meditate and go to go to bed. Yeah, I do. You do something similar, right? I do something similar. I write down the top three things I'm going to do the next day. Yeah. I write down 10 ideas from the night, from the day, uh, just 10 ideas in general of creative ideas. I get to outside of my own box and I think of things. It's a very creative thing. And, uh, yeah, I do that. I have the exact video talk topic I'm going to be talking about the next morning. Makes it easy because I'm so right. far ahead on video. So that's how I do it. I do a video a day, every day, no matter what. That's the only way I'd really be able to do it. I've given this advice also to a lot of other YouTubers and stuff, and almost mm-hmm. everyone that does it says that it works really well. So yeah. if you guys want to be productive in the morning, best thing to do is set the intention the night before, have it kind of laid out so that when you wake up, you know exactly what you're going to do. Do it first thing in the morning. I think that that will that'll make things so much easier. Yeah. So yeah, so also with being grounded, because now um, I work from home, You know, I work on the computer all day, Sometimes I feel like I get a little bit more scattered if I'm always on the computer. Yeah. So what I will do is uh, this cool – I live in this new community in uh, Las Vegas. It's a cool community that has, like, these parks close by. And there's, like, parks. There's, like, two or three parks within, like, a two-minute walk of my house. And they've got the grass. they got basketball courts. they got all these, like – all this cool it's stuff. Awesome, yeah. And um, I go to the grass every night, and I walk barefoot in the grass. And, I, and it's funny because we have turf in the backyard, but it's like the fr- it's like the it's like the fake grass, you know. So sure. Don't, don't really count, you know. So I always go and walk barefoot in the grass, kind of lay in front of the stars or under the stars, and kind of space out a little bit, so that it gets me more to a present state. Yes. Versus always <clears throat> being inside on concrete or in front of a, a, a technology and stuff. So I find that to be very helpful as well. It helps balance my energy. Mm-hmm. helps me. Uh, I also use a grounding mat. There's a grounding mat right there that I use um, that also helps ground my energy. Uh, scientifically shows like the charge of the body and how it lowers the charge of the body from being too positively charged. Positively yeah. charged is actually not good. I know it's counterintuitive. Right, right. So it's like it, it keeps the body more natural. So yeah, that's something else I do. I walk on okay. grass. Yeah, yeah. I had all these things I was going to say. Um, I do, I do, uh, I, oh, I, there's one thing I want to kind of preface with mm-hmm. and that I, I believe that meditation for me is like the foundation. It, it gives me an accessible state of groundedness that I can remember what it feels like. So I do these other things like similar to you that helps me get into like my center basically. Yeah. But I think my center is more obvious to detect because of the daily practice. But, uh, no, mm-hmm. in, in short, I do, I have, in fact, was it you recommended the acupressure mat? Yes. I do the acupressure mat. Acupressure I do that after all my awesome. client calls and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's just like, uh, it's like acupressure 
puncture, but it's not as yeah. invasive. Here, I, mean, I know you. Got oh, you got it right there. The podcast right now, so you can't see this, but it on the. Yeah, that's exactly what I have. Acupressure mat. You lay on it. It's going to be in the video that's on YouTube in case you guys are interested. Yeah, it helps. It seems to, to my subjective take to like redistribute all my energy. My subtle energy yeah. kind of goes where it needs to go really Rather quickly. Than being blocked up in the body or mm-hmm. kind of stagnant from being sitting around so much and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, when I take showers now, per my, my, uh, my wife's advice, I take, uh, I think it's sea salt and sort of like rub it over my head and chakras. <laughs> that's something like yeah, that's normally that too, not actually. stuff I do, but it really helps to clear my energy. Yep. Um, I've been doing that for years. Yeah. I and go then, to, I go to Sprouts. I got like a huge thing of, um, of yeah. Himalayan salt and I just, I use it as scrub as like the scrub, right. you know, people buy scrub with like lavender and stuff in it. This is just like the same thing, but it's yes, it's very natural minerals and stuff. You know? It's great, yeah, yeah. Um, and then lastly, I, I exercise and get into my body. I'll me and him go to the gym. That's helpful. But I also I'll do like foam rolling, which is like a, it's like a giving yourself a massage. That, yeah, you have one of those too. <laughs> and stretching, I do a lot of yoga. So I I usually try to get back into my body and out of my head. A lot of people they like you. They're on the computer. They're learning these sort of like metaphysical um, abstract concepts, which is all good, but then How it's like ground it? you need to be able to integrate it and, and to become a balanced human being, not mm-hmm. too out, out in the clouds, which I've yeah. been big time. Yeah. You know? So yeah, it takes work though. It takes effort for me to stay grounded. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially because of what we do. So it's like, especially, it's, yeah, it's like even more so because we're not outside or right. whatever it is, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Um, let's in closing, I think we're close to an hour now. Yeah, that 50, was cool, man. It about flew 50 by. minutes. Yeah, it went by really fast. So we'll have to do it again. You'll have to come back on sometime. Sure, yeah. Um, I come by most Fridays, so yeah. Yeah, so we'll figure it out, you know. Uh, yeah, what else? Or First off, where can people find you? Best way is just my YouTube channel. Type in Victor Odo. V- uh, Victor and then O-D-D-O. If you type that in, you'll see my recent videos and my channel pretty easily. That's my channel name. And he will help you navigate through the spiritual awakening process. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cool. So, yeah, um, I'll figure out later on how to how we're supposed to end these, but that's kind of, I yeah. guess that's the main gist, right? So, first yeah. of all, I just want to thank you guys for sharing you guys' energy with us today. Um, had a lot of fun. We're going to be doing more of these, or I'll for sure be doing a lot of more of these as well. Mm-hmm. Victor will be on every now and then. And I just want to thank you, Victor, for coming on. You're very welcome. Thank yeah. you for sharing your energy with everyone. And yeah. I like your, t- I love your channel and everything that you're doing. Thank you. So I know I see you every day and we, we work out every day. But I just wanted to say that publicly on a video as well. So cool. Thanks. other than that, as always, hope you guys enjoyed this. Peace, much love, and namaste. Namaste.